Welcome to the Thought Leader Podcast. I'm Dr. Kent. And I'm Randy Baker. And on the Thought Leader Podcast, we search the world for interesting and fascinating and sometimes remarkably smart guests who are going to challenge the way you think, they're going to inform you of things that you may not have thought about, and they're going to ignite your imagination as we discuss all sorts of topics. All right, without further ado. Hello, Laura. It's been a little while since we saw you. So, I, Randy, I'm going to toss this over to you to try and describe the background for the listeners because, you know, this is an audio only format. So, do you want to describe, <laughs> do you want to take the job of describing uh, Laura's cool background? Gosh, you take the most uncreative <laughs> person here to do that. <laughs> so, off to the side is a fireplace, and then there's animal prints, and there's feathers, and Laura's looking very relaxed and sunny, and it's it looks like it looks like summer in a really really comfortable place. So, if you can imagine what that looks like for you, dear listener, that's what Laura is presenting to us. That's great. All we needed to do there was put a little bit of mood music, and that would be the, the a great intro <laughs> to Laura's <laughs> programs. So, Laura, good to talk with you. It's been a little while since we connected. Who have you helped lately? What's the, who have you kind of been able to really uplift? Uh, I have recently niched down into working with women who have been betrayed. Now, while my target is women who have been betrayed by a, their significant other, by a partner, I've also been able to help people who have felt betrayed by life. And let me tell you, post-pandemic, there's a lot of people out there who feel really betrayed by life. and. I have thoroughly enjoyed being able to help them this summer, help them reclaim their identity, help them step back into a place of self-worth instead of feeling that chronic self-doubt and shame over being in an uncomfortable situation. Yeah, so that's that's a perfect spot because then I can use the uncomfortable situation as a connector and say, so to put you in an uncomfortable situation, uh, let's go all the way back to the beginning. So Laura, when she was a little kid with a unique spelling of the name Laura, who were you? What, where was your nest? What kind of feathers were around you back then? Oh, I love that question. I actually had a great childhood, a magical childhood. I was an only child of two only children and the only great-grandchild and grandchild. And, and I danced and I sang and I performed and I just had this truly joy-filled, wonderful childhood. I felt like most of my life I was a perfectionist. I'm not really sure why. I just knew that I was capable of things so I could do more and I could seek to please and I could make everybody happy. And I was always rewarded for doing the right thing. And I had fun doing it. So that is the background, I think, helps you understand why when I was faced with betrayal, when I found out that my husband had been cheating on me, it really threw me for a loop. 
because I was not used to dealing with trauma. I was not used to failing. I was not used to being imperfect. And both through that situation and then in my business life, it was very disconcerting when I would throw something out there and it wouldn't work because I think, whoa, whoa, wait, wait, why doesn't that work? I, I know I'm doing it right. And sometimes when we do things right on paper, it doesn't really matter. It just doesn't translate well. And there was a lot of difficulty with that for me. I have to unmute here because Randy has a dog barking and I have a cat sneezing. And it was it was about to happen at the same time. Unfortunately, it didn't actually pan out that way, but it was close. But Laura, sorry to throw a little bit of a, a funny wrench into the middle, but I, I that's a beautiful sentiment. And I think the idea of you know, growing up as the only, right? So you were cared for, you were, you were loved, you, you trusted that, that, that this is the way the world worked. Things could be balanced, things could be beautiful. And then betrayal happens. I, I was, I was going to ask you about betrayal, the word, because it feels to me a bit like you have to be snookered into it, or you have to be gaslighted into betrayal. It's not just someone screws you over. There's more than that. It's, it's that there's a tricking involved. Is that right? Hmm, that's a great way to put it. Uh, yes, yes, and no. Yes, I was tricked, but that's, I think that that's where betrayal turns. You can be tricked and you might see some warning signs that you might not recognize, but it's not that you've done anything wrong. And I think that's where a lot of the shame and the pain comes after you have been betrayed. You start second guessing yourself. Should I have done this? Could I have done this? Why didn't I know? Why couldn't I have figured this out? But the bottom line is we can't know everything all the time. We can all only do the best that we can with the information that we have in the moment. And that to me is the insidious part of betrayal is you second guess everything. And once everything has been revealed, it's like burlesque. Once you pull the covers back and you're like, woohoo, that's what's underneath. Then you go, oh, I should have seen Wait, it coming. Hold on. Well, I was going to attack that in just a minute. So let me <laughs> do on. this one, Ken. <laughs> sure. You, you, Ken, my turn. So, so Laura, um, a few minutes ago, you talked about a child and dancing. You went into law, which is sort of dancing with words, there you're in business, which is sort of dancing with clients. So dance is very strong throughout your your entrepreneurial journey. Yes. You just said burlesque, and I know there's something there with that particular style. How does all this wrap up into your journey? I mean, you've been dancing your entire life in, in one form or another. You've been betrayed in a couple of forms. How does that inform your entrepreneurial journey to where you are today? To me, dance is joy. To me, dance is how I self-express. It's how I move joy through my body. It's how I work with other people to clear their own emotional baggage and to express their own joy. We can all dance different ways. For some people, it's singing that represent, you know, that gives them joy. For other people, it's other things. For me, it's that physicality. It's that embodiment. It's moving it through. And I think movement and play gets lost for a lot of people. And yes, I started dancing burlesque when I was 44. 
And it was terrifying and exhilarating all at the same time. And that's what my entrepreneurial journey is about. I want it to be exhilarating, terrifying, all at the same time. But ultimately, it's about joy. We can do a lot of things to make money. Let's choose something that brings us joy and challenges us. And to me, that's what the whole entrepreneurial journey is about, is that joy and that challenge. So we hear a lot of people say, um, find your passion and then work out how to make money from it. Do you subscribe to that? Or does if you do that, does your passion become a, a job, not a passion? First of all, I think that we all have more than one passion, and I think we all should have more than one passion. I like chocolate and red wine. I like dancing and climbing mountains. We should have a lot of joys, and we should have a lot of passions. And whatever you do repeatedly, at some point you will tire of and you will burn out. So I don't think it is necessarily advisable to pursue your passion as the thing that brings you money. But by the same token, it's not necessarily not advisable. It's what you want to do. And life is long. I've been a corporate attorney. I've danced burlesque. I've spent time staying home and raising my kids. I am, I've coached women around self-worth, and now I'm coaching women around betrayal recovery. Life is long, and our passions should wax and wane and grow and change. So do what you want and continue to do other things that you want. That's powerful. Yeah. So there's no doubt that you have the empowerment angle and you have this physicality angle. So someone can actually, when they're dancing, they can be working through those things, the things that you're, you're training. So clearly there, that's a, a great differentiating factor between you and all the other, let's, let's, let's say the life coaches and the, and the you know, gurus and things like that. How would you describe um, how your your business model, your business model, how does your business model differ from the other folks in your space? Let's say, I mean, one thing is burlesque is different. It's it's edgy and fun and exciting and animal prints and all that stuff. But what differentiates you fundamentally from those other business models? Mm-hmm. There's a couple of things I think that are the biggest differentiators. Um, first and foremost, It is that playful nature of things. If we're not having fun, we're not going to do it. Self-growth and self-development should be something that is actually enjoyable to do. And I love that whole analogy of burlesque and revealing what's already there and moving into a little bit of the shock and, you know, the nervousness of, ooh, I'm about to expose myself. But keeping that playful edge, keeping that... so go more, go more into that. Tell us the details of that. So I know the word. I know very little about it. I know what is this and how is it empowering? Because you keep talking about it and it is edgy, but what does it mean? Burlesque comes from the root word burla, which means mockery or parody. And what makes burlesque different than stripping, say, is it intentionally pokes fun of all that is hypocritical in ourselves. How many times have you heard somebody say, oh, I'm a vegetarian, but I'm going to eat bacon on on this right now because that's really good. 
Or I love this candidate, but I am diametrically opposed to this thing that they espouse. We're all very hypocritical. All humans are hypocritical. Men and women are judged by an impossible standard. We can never exactly walk that perfect line. If a woman especially is too smart, she's bitchy. She's harsh. She's cold. If she's too soft and floofy and pretty, she's dumb. She's an airhead. It's really hard to find that razor's edge. And the truth is, we are who we are. And we wear many different hats and we're capable of a broad range of feeling and emotion. And that's what burlesque points out and makes fun of. An example, just using the body, is breastfeeding in public is controversial. There's a lot of people that think that is really gross, that you need to be covered up, and that you shouldn't be doing that. But most people, when they're watching, you know, an HBO series or, you know, like the Victoria's Secret fashion show when that was a thing, they want to see more. That's hypocritical. A breast is a breast is a breast. It's not that it's good when it's on HBO and bad when you're feeding a baby. If anything, those truths should be flipped. And it's uncomfortable to expose our own hypocritical beliefs. And that's why burlesque is so powerful. You can laugh about it. You can say, gosh, I do have this belief that women should or that men should. I know better up here in my head, but in my heart, for some reason, that's coming out. And then we can laugh at it and we can play. And burlesque is about the tease. And that's what this is about, too. It's about the tease. Let's tease that out. Let's play with it. Let's see how that works. And then make a conscious decision. Yeah, I want to keep this in my life. And I'm going to stand by it because it's my truth. Or, uh uh-uh, this is something that is not a part of who I am. I was raised to believe this. And it's time to strip out of it and be done. It takes the blame away. It takes the shame away. Two things. On your website, you say infidelity and betrayal doesn't destroy you. It sets you free, which I absolutely love, but I'd like you to explain that more. The second thing is it's something that people find serious. It's a serious thing that happens to somebody, but you're talking about joy and fun. What's the bridge in between the two? And I think it's got to do with this freedom concept, but mm-hmm. I'd love you to yeah. explain it. It's freedom and self-worth. In my own betrayal journey, my husband cheated on me for 15 of our 23 years together with five different women. Now, when I found out, as you can imagine, I was shattered beyond belief. My head went to all of the things that I should have done, that I could have done. Why didn't I know? Why was I not good enough? All of those self-doubts. I felt exposed. I felt like I would be blamed because, oh my gosh, she's the crazy one. She danced burlesque. Oh my gosh, what did she do wrong that drove him to this? I internalized the entire experience as somehow me being in a state of lack or of unworthiness. Now, when you're stripped down, you've got a choice. You can stay exposed and naked and fearful, or you can start choosing to recreate yourself. You can start choosing which layers of belief you put on. 
which layers of direction you put on. It is such an incredible place of power because you hold all the cards and you are resetting not only yourself and your identity, but your worth and your life. And that's terrifying and enormously empowering. And the more steps you start taking, the more you start realizing it's a choice. What do I want? How do I want to feel? How do I show up? How do I want to be? The more and more filled with joy you become because you realize I didn't need the title of wife or unbetrayed spouse. I didn't need any of that to be who I am. I am who I am. I am completely exposed. I'm completely devastated. And I am still me. And that builds your self-worth up because I know I can lose jobs, friends, spouses, my idea of how the world should work, and I'm still left with me. And nothing can take that away. I just had a, a vision as you were talking there, which was kind of like great big reset button on your life. Yeah. Like it's, a, it's an event that gives you the opportunity to hit this reset button and create the life you want from that point on. Yes. May as well be fun. It is such a cool concept. Yeah. And there were so many things, especially being the only child, being a lawyer, I had to be perfect. I had to be perfect. The perfect mom, the perfect wife, healthy organic snacks, fighting for my clients, showing up at work, being all put together, even though I'd been up with sick kids all night. All of those things that we think we have to do and we have to be, suddenly we're like, oh, no, I actually don't. And I get to choose. And that is thrilling. So if somebody chooses to seek you out online or to find you in a video or in social media or any of those places, where where's the best spot and who are you looking for? Uh, LauraCheadle.com. And like you said, I spell my name a little bit differently. It's L-O-R-A. Or if you can't remember that, NakedSelfWorth.com is where you can get your Sparkle After Betrayal Recovery Guide. I am on all social media. Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram as Laura Cheadle. And I would love to connect with anyone, women especially, who have been betrayed. And again, yes, it can be an intimate partner betrayal, but it can also be that feeling of being betrayed by your body when you get a diagnosis or by your life when you have given everything and sacrificed and nothing turns out the way that you intended it. Any kind of person who has suffered a betrayal, is who I'm looking for. Thank you so much, Laura. I love what you do. I I love where you're going. I love the target that you've picked. And I love what you can do for for people. So um, to all our listeners, don't hesitate. Laura is probably the most approachable, open, and wonderful person you could possibly talk to if you have been betrayed. Thank you. And Randy's an award-winning dancer. You can go find his videos at... (laughs) <laughs> no, he has. It's, it's actually true. It's actually true. Um, I performed on a cruise ship dancing the Thriller. Uh, oh, I love what that. What was it? The, the Thriller song. Yeah. yeah. Michael Jackson's Thriller song. Yeah. So my wife and I did that. We also did uh, ballroom oh. dancing for many years. How fun. Yeah. 
So we gave up ballroom dancing and started ice dancing, and that was not so much I, fun. I couldn't see why. <laughs> that, was, that hurt. More painful, too. <laughs> <laughs> Far more painful. Thank you, Laura. Really nice to chat with you. Nice to chat with you. This has been such a wonderful conversation today. It was surprising, it was intriguing, it was interesting, and this is just an example of the types of guests that we have on the Thought Leader podcast, and we would love you to subscribe so you get to hear the next issue. Or you can visit our our website. Our website is thoughtpartnergroup.com, and at the top you'll see a little button that says take the assessment. In one minute, you can take the assessment and get a response from us. We'll read everyone. All right, take care, have a good life, and we'll see you on the next one. Thank you.